If you are listening to us on this radio show, you probably want to become a better baseball play-by-play announcer. And you're in the right place because today we're going to have part three of how to do baseball play-by-play. Welcome to the Sportscasters Club Radio Show, where it's all about becoming a better sportscaster and a better sports fan. And now, your host, a man who began his sports broadcasting career way back in 1993, Rick Schultz. Well, this has been a very fun mini-series here on the Sportscasters Club online radio show. I am Rick Schultz. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully you've gone to the website, sportscastersclub.com, and checked out all the interesting information. Also, if you're curious about hosting your own podcast, check out the show notes. We've got a special there. I think you get $25 an Amazon gift card if you try Buzzsprout, which is who we use to host our podcast. They make it so easy and simple. Anybody can do it. And you get that gift card for Amazon. So check out the show notes, click on that link, and it'll qualify you for that discount. Today we're going to have part three of how to do baseball play-by-play. And as I explained in part one and part two, this is not an exhausting, this is not a complete list. This is not everything you need to know about baseball play-by-play. When I meet with classes and when I have over the years, whether it was at Connecticut School of Broadcasting, Marist College, Fordham University, or privately, we spend a lot more time. And so if you really want an in-depth, complete list and complete workshop for baseball play-by-play, check out our Sportscasters Club VIP exclusive community. You can join and, and partner with a lot of other successful broadcasters or our online course that might be the option for you. But this mini-series, we're going to tackle just three foundational principles that you can put into action. And if you do these three things, you'll be a better baseball play-by-play announcer. And I wish I would have thought about these three 25 years ago when I was starting. And I wish I knew then what I know now. But we talked about three keys to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. We touched on part number one, which was the first key, attention to detail. In part two, we discussed the second key, varying your cadence. And today we're going to touch on the third key, the third key to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. I know you want to know what it is, and it's coming up next. Have you been searching for a community where you can connect with aspiring sportscasters, established sports broadcasters, and serious sports fans? Are you looking for a place where you can network, improve your skills, and grow your career? Come join our exclusive Sportscasters Club VIP membership community. Go to sportscastersclub.com and click on membership. That's sportscastersclub.com and click on membership. And during our grand opening, use the promo code SPORTS to save 50%. So join our exclusive VIP community today. Visit sportscastersclub.com and click on membership. We'll see you there.
Okie dokie, baseball play-by-play is so much fun. It's one of the best areas of sports broadcasting, in my humble opinion. It's one of the reasons I got into the business. I love talk shows, and I enjoyed basketball play-by-play. I loved the time I spent at Army West Point broadcasting games, and then when I broadcast hockey games and worked on the football broadcasts for Army, and when I hosted talk shows in Denver and in Connecticut and all the different sports that I've done. But I don't think anything in my career ever gave me the joy as heading to the ballpark every day as a professional baseball play-by-play announcer. And I know a lot of the guys around the minor leagues, the guys and the men and women who have done such a great job, and they listen to this program because I know a lot of them, and they know me, and they listen to the program, and some of them are actually in the book that we published a few years back called Untold Tales from the Bush Leagues, where they all shared their most wacky and crazy stories. And what a great book. I enjoy reading it because it's all the stories by them it has nothing to do with me necessarily, even though I shared a lot of stories myself, which some of them, I shake my head, can't believe this stuff really happened. But I think baseball play-by-play has such a special part and a special place in the heart of many broadcasters. And so we're talking about how to be a better play-by-play announcer. Talked about the first two keys. Today, key number three. The third key, and I think this has to be a pillar, and it definitely has to be a pillar for all sports, but we're going to talk specifically about baseball. Key number three, prepare to use only 10%. Prepare to use only 10%. What does that mean? Does that mean 10% of the power on your equipment? Does that mean 10% of your brain power? 10% of your ability? 10% of your physical strength? What do what does Rick mean by saying prepare to use only 10%? What I mean by that is prepare for the game and prepare to only use 10% of the material that you've compiled to be ready and prepared for the broadcast. So let me explain a little bit. Baseball is a game, as we've talked about, that has so much downtime. So much. And there was a game I broadcast back in 1994, my first year as a professional baseball announcer. I was working for a Tampa Bay Devil Rays affiliate, Bill Rogan was the number one broadcaster for the team. I was 18 years old. He allowed me to start doing post-game interviews, eventually brought me on for a couple innings during the game, and then by the time we reached mid-season, I was broadcasting virtually the entire game with him, traveling with the team on the bus, and so I had established myself as a broadcaster thanks to Bill and his mentorship. And... There was one day where the team was on a road trip, but there was a special event taking place at the ballpark, a women's professional game, and they were going to broadcast it on the air. So my boss at the radio station, Bob Outer, what a great boss he was. What a great radio and and community professional. He came to me and said, listen, Rick, would you be interested in broadcasting this game? And I said, sure, of course. I think I even got paid for it. It was great. I was going to be the number one guy, do play-by-play for the game. And so I prepared for that game as I had been preparing for the Renegade games up to that point. The problem was, instead of lasting 
two and a half, three hours. The game ended up lasting five and a half, six hours. And it was just me. I didn't have a color analyst. And prior to that, those two teams coming to the ballpark, coming to town for that one game, I didn't know much about them. And again, this is 25 years ago. This is before the internet boom. This is before you could just pull open a computer and learn all kinds of things and prepare the way you would now. And the bottom line is I just didn't have enough to talk about because baseball is mostly dead time that you need to fill on radio. Talking about the scenario, the matchup, the league, giving context to the game, any trends that are going on, uh, filling in the gaps on on who these players are, where they're from, just trying to, to add a richness to the broadcast with your detail and your tidbits, as we called them. Tidbits make a broadcast. And I didn't have enough tidbits that day. Finally, Bob Outer came to the park on his own. He drove himself to the park because he could probably tell by listening on the radio that I was having a little bit of a hard time. I probably just was saying the same things over and over, describing the stands and the, and the crowd and the, what I was seeing, but I didn't have enough meat to talk about. So he came and thankfully added to the broadcast and we were able to get through it. But I think my preparation took a different turn after that day. And I have heard broadcasters in the years and decades since say, they've said, you know, you want to prepare to use only about 10% of what you prepare. So what I mean by that in baseball is you want to do all your preparation and you may only get to 10% of it during a game. The great thing, however, with baseball is that a lot of that info can carry over. So let me give you some examples. In baseball, you're playing every day. So it's it's like a daily episode. It's like a, your listener becomes your daily family. The team becomes the daily family. So... When our listeners tuned in, and when, when your listeners tune in to hear you do baseball play-by-play, there's a closeness and a bond that develops between a, a radio play-by-play team and their listener. I think that's unlike any other sport, because it's every day. It's like a friend that's always there to greet you. That's one of the great things about baseball. And so, the way I prepared from that day forward was I used, first of all, the scorebook that I used was the Bob Carpenter scorebook, which is the best in the business as far as I'm concerned because it gave me a lot of room for tidbits. And I would fill in all the basic information on my scorebook. Oftentimes I did this in the night before. So we finish a night game, let's say 10, 11 o'clock, I'd get home and I'd fill out my scorebook for the next day. I'd prepare it for the next day. The, the, the work and the preparation never ends when you're doing baseball play-by-play. So then I'd show up to the ballpark the next day. Game time is 7 o'clock. I'd be there at 3, set up the booth, get myself ready for the broadcast. And then the most important part of the job, I would head down to the field or the clubhouse. If it was batting practice, I'd be hanging around the cage, talking to people, players, coaches, the manager, the opposing players, coaches, manager, radio guys, getting all the information I could soaking it in, writing it down, getting all the info I could to prepare myself for that game. That's how I prepared. So it would be 
some time at home, and then four or five hours at the park prior to the game. And I would have all kinds of notes in my scorebook. Some were prepared in the scorebook, some were added after I got to the park and talked with people. And it might be things like the backup, um, you know, let's say the middle reliever told me that his family was in town that day and they've never seen him play professional baseball. Boom, I would write that down in my scorebook as a tidbit. Now, if he never came in the game, I'd never use it. And that would be part of that 90% that I'd prepared and didn't use. But I had it there, just in case. Let's say eighth inning, he comes into the game. Now, that's a fact that I can tell my listeners that's really going to add something to their enjoyment of the game. If he doesn't come in the game, I transpose it onto tomorrow's scorebook. Because that preparation never ends. And I can use that same tidbit tomorrow with just as great an effect provided they're still here to watch the to watch him play. But if it's still just as appropriate as it was yesterday, then I'll use it tomorrow. And so the preparation is an ongoing thing, but I would always aim to use about 10% of what I had prepared. And when I used something on the air, this is the way I did it, I would just cross it off on my scorebook. So my scorebook was set up, and if you're in our VIP group, I may share this. I may actually show you pictures of my scorebook so you can see what I mean. But I would have all the tidbits around the outside. And then sometimes I would have extra sheets of all the different tidbits and facts and things that I would add. And maybe they would be just posted up in the broadcast booth next to me. But my goal was to always have more than I needed so I would never be in that position like I was during that women's professional game where I ran out of things, new, fun, exciting things to talk about. Because that's a hopeless feeling. And I wonder how many broadcasters have that dream that I have. You know, the bad dream. I don't have it often. Probably a couple times a year. But I'll have a nightmare. And I'll wake up in a cold sweat. Because I'm sitting at the microphone. Ready for the game to start in my dream. And I don't know who the players are. I don't know who the teams are. I don't know where I am. And I'm completely and utterly unprepared. And that's, a, that's, that's the broadcasting nightmare. I have it about twice a year. Thankfully, I don't think I ever had it on the air after that incident I explained to you from 1994. But that's because I always prepared 90%. That, I was, that there was going to be 90% of what I prepared I would never have to use. If the game went extra innings, let's say it went 15, 16, 18 innings. I had plenty to talk about. Because a lot of what I, the notes that I took and the things that I prepared, maybe they were, as I, as I mentioned, things about the team, things about that I gathered that day, that week, from the players, the coaches, the radio guys. But also, I would be prepared with a next level of, of material. For example, uh, I mentioned 1994. You know, we're talking about Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and their big home run chase. You know, and, and of the, the late 90s, you had a lot of those home run chases with McGuire, Sosa, and it seemed like people would come up to the booth to us in between innings and tell us, you know, Sosa just hit another one, or McGuire, or, or any of the number of things that were going on in the major leagues. And so those would be other topics. So let's say I got to the eighth inning, and it's a seven-run game, it's not much action, and it seems like the game is all but sewn up. I may spend some time casually 
dropping in discussion about either the parent club, the Devil Rays at the time, or about home run chases or any of the things that are going on in the major leagues. So, for example, I might say, you know, the Renegades are down 7-1 to one in this game. This one has been a tough one. I can remember a game similar to that a few years back when the Renegades came back and won, and that was capped off by a Scott Pesednik game-winning hit. By the way, Pesednik, 3-for-4 last night for the White Sox, and that preparation can just tie into a nice conversation on the air during your play-by-play. So those are just some ways you can add additional layers of preparation so you're never going to be left with your pants down or have that nightmare on the air like I dream about a couple times a year where I am not prepared and I run out of things to say. So always prepare more than you need. Prepare enough so you only use 10%. If you're finding that you're using everything that you prepared, then prepare more because you don't want to be in that bad spot. So I hope that helps you. It's a very important key. It can translate to other sports as well. But where you really, really notice it is in baseball because you don't have as much action that can carry you through. A lot of what you're discussing is in between pitches, and that's where you have to add your level of preparation to the mix. When I return, I will recap the three keys to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. Are you an aspiring sportscaster or an established sportscaster? Or how about just a sports fan? Well, you probably are, which is why you're tuned into the Sportscasters Club online radio show. A great way to get practice, to build a platform, and to become a better broadcaster is by doing exactly what I'm doing right now, hosting a podcast. And the cool thing is, it's really easy. It's really simple. I mean, if I can do it, really anybody can do it. Hosting a podcast now is something that's available to anyone. If you're a beginner or if you're advanced, number one, it's a lot of fun. Number two, it allows you to improve and become better in your craft. And number three, it's a great way to put your name out there and network and build a career. So if you would like to host a podcast, you can do the same thing I've done. And I've chosen to use Buzzsprout as my host. Number one, They're pretty much the easiest one out there. It is so simple to start a podcast with Buzzsprout. And again, if I can do it, you can do it. Number two, they're very inexpensive. And number three, they have all the tools you need to grow your podcast the way you want to do it. You have complete control. So if you're interested in setting up a podcast for yourself, check out the show notes. You can take a look at the process. It's so simple. You can go right on there, click it. And you can be set up literally within a few minutes. It's very easy. If you have questions about the process, you can always send a message to me at questions at sportscastersclub.com. But again, if you're interested in hosting your own podcast, check out the show notes. I'll put the link in here for Buzzsprout. Check it out. And if you have questions, I'd be glad to help as well. All right. So it's been a fun journey. Over the past three episodes, we have covered baseball play-by-play and how you can become a better baseball play-by-play announcer. We touched on the three keys to delivering excellent baseball play-by-play. Our first episode, we talked about attention to detail. Episode number two, we discussed the importance of varying your cadence. 
And today, we talked about preparing to use only 10%. The best way to learn these things is to go back and listen again. Because you'll pick up things, you'll soak things into your brain that you didn't hear the first time. Or maybe they just hit you in a different way and it makes you think about how you can be better and how you can improve. And while you're at it, go all the way back to episode number one of our Sportscasters Club online radio show and binge listen because you'll hear a lot of things that maybe you didn't hear the first time. I know that's what happens when I listen to podcasts again and again and again. Robert Kiyosaki always talks about it on his fine program, the Rich Dad Radio Show. Repetition is the way we learn. Robert says that all the time, and he is so right. So hopefully these three keys have been helpful for you. They can make you a better broadcaster. If there's anything else you want to add to our list, feel free to shoot in an email to sportscastersclub at gmail.com. And if you're really serious about baseball play-by-play, Join our exclusive VIP membership community. You can go to sportscastersclub.com. I'm sure there's a promotion going on right now, so you can join in, join the team, get better, collaborate with others, and build relationships. So thanks very much for being on this program today, for listening to us, sharing the program, and for leaving reviews as well. I am Rick Schultz, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Sportscasters Club radio show at sportscastersclub.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss an episode. And thanks for liking, sharing, posting reviews, and spreading the word.